We love cake so much, we decided to make it a full-time business. For me, Sammy. And me, Bronya. Join us on our journey of discovery as we meet fellow cake professionals, artisan cake makers and home bakers who will give tips and advice on the Business of Cake Making podcast, glitter included. Follow us on Instagram and listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean or wherever you listen to your podcast. Sign up to our newsletter and visit the blog at daisycakecompany.co.uk. We have two guests on the podcast today. They are both exceptionally busy, so we are very, very lucky to have them. Melanie Underwood, Head of Cake International, Bake International Shows and Online Events at ICHF, and also David Close, who is a highly regarded professional judge and the head judge at Cake International. Hello to you both. Um, we're go- I'm going to ask you, Melanie, first. Um, how did you get into the cake industry and what is your role at Cake International? Oh, wow. Um, how did I get into the cake industry? That, that was uh, back in uh, 1991 or 92. That was uh, my mother. I used to work for my mother's uh, company. Well, she was a director of the company, and we used to publish uh, craft magazines, uh, sewing magazines, and what else did I work? Butterick, Vogue Patterns, magazines like that. Anyway, my next-door neighbour came to me and said there was a a gap in the market for a commercial cake decorating magazine, because I think at the time there was only um, the BSG one. So uh, I took the idea to my mother and we produced um, what was cake decorating, cake decorating magazine back then. So I started working on it, selling the advertising. And then two years later, we launched the show. Might have been a year later. I can't remember my time scale. But yeah, that's how I that's how I got into it. And David, how about you? Oh, mine was quite easy, to be quite honest. I was a chef, I was a chef in the Air Force. and My brother asked me to do his wedding cake. I did some cakes at work, but unfortunately, uh, I never did sort of wedding cakes. Uh, these were the days, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back a little bit here, to the early 80s when, for example, we didn't have things like fondant. So right. we had to make our own. I was using a substance called gumtragathan, and if you use gumtragathan in the catering industry, it's a given it stiffness, you know, uh, a bit of palatal. However, I used too much. So the cake came out lovely. I made a little pastelized church that looked really, really good in my opinion, humble opinion in those days. And then consequently, uh, we went to the wedding and it took two of us to cut the cake. <laughs> the icing was that hard. So I thought at the end that, you know what, I better do something about this. So then I started researching into the cake industry and then moved into it. I was um, British Sugarcraft Guild. I'd done a lot of competitions and I happened to meet one of the most fabulous ladies I've ever come across. And that was a lady called Sheila Lampkin. Um, and Sheila and I got into debate over an exhibit at, say, Salon Culinaire at Hotel Olympia. And I challenged her on it. And she said, well, if you think you can do any better, come and join us. I said, well, wow. let me get a little bit more professional, and I will. And that was my introduction into the cake world. And here I am today. And what, what sorry, I, I'm, I'm taking over the conversation. What year was that? Did, did you meet Sheila? Oh, gosh. It was up in London, so it was in the uh, Hotel Olympia days. And uh, what yeah, well, in the 80s, in the 80s, it was in the 80s, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's on you. And then I aspired to sort of be a Sheila in the long term, 
Only in the male in the male version. Yeah, <laughs> Sheila was wonderful. Well, as are you, David. But oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, Sheila taught, taught me an awful, awful, awful lot. She was great. So, Cake International is literally just a couple of weeks away. Well, um, so I can only imagine you are up to your eyes in organisation. Melanie, how are things going right now? Yes, they're going. <laughs> <laughs> going. Yeah, no, it's, they're going okay. Um, it's it's the same as it is every year. It's very manic and I've got uh, every exhibitor asking me, I can't remember if I ordered any lights, Melanie, can you let me know? I can't remember. I, did I order a table? I can't. So it's every single right question and then uh, demo questions and feature questions and so yeah it, it's always manic at this stage and I haven't ordered any workshop equipment today so I must do that later but it, it's it's I, I, I really can't wait until um, the first of November that, <laughs> I suppose once it started uh, you know there is nothing more that you can do there, can't, isn't it? yeah, yeah. If, you, if you've if you've forgotten to do something there's nothing you can do you, you are there so yeah which is a relief, yeah. <laughs> um, we're, talk- we're talking to the both of you today because we'd love to talk about the competition side of the show. Um, Melanie, how has the competition changed over the years? Wow, a lot. Um, I mean, we, we mentioned Sheila Lampkin before. So Sheila, um, when we started the show... Um, a couple of years, I think it might have been a year after the, the cake decorating magazine started, actually. Um, Sheila, I think she used to sell a, um, cake decorating. No, she used to have a shop. She had a cake decorating shop in, in Devon. And um, I spoke to her about taking some advertising in the magazine. And then we got chatting and she somehow ended up <laughs> running the competitions for us at the show. So she she wanted her and Brian, who was the head judge at the time, she they both wanted an accessible competition open to everyone, and that's what we've always tried to do with the competition. But back then, the, there weren't the um, decorative exhibits at all. The, there weren't the huge sculpture pieces that you get. I can remember a, a lot of hoo ha, David, and you'll probably remember that when the tiered cakes. Do you remember when the tiered cakes came in? And everybody yes. hated them. They thought <laughs> they hated them, and they thought it was the end of the end to have. These. Wow! Yeah, because it used to be, you know, you used to get the, which I think is coming back now anyway. The cake stands where you had them all separate. Yes, yeah, yes. The design. They weren't. They weren't the tiered cakes. So it's changed massively. I mean, you've got a lot of artists that are coming in from the sculpting yes. um, areas, haven't you? Now making these huge decorative exhibits. So it's 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 from when it first started it's changed and of course the numbers as well we would we I think we started and think we were lucky to reach 100 which to us then seemed like a lot of people entering a competition and obviously now it's 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 a lot more than that now isn't it so and the overseas we didn't have as many overseas as well whereas we have now so Mm. I can't imagine just 100 I mean 100 just seems nothing now doesn't it (laughs) the thought of 100 entries yeah, and we and we always wanted. I mean, the first, the very first show that we did, we had fourteen thousand through the doors, which was a massive amount of money. And the hall that we'd hired um, wasn't actually because obviously you you can only have so many people in the hall. So yes, health and safety, David will know about that. So we had to close the doors. In fact, we had to do that last year. 
So we wow. were up to our capacity of the number of people in the hall at any one time. So um, it took us by surprise that first show that we did in 1994. Yeah. Did you go to oh, that's that? That's wonderful. David? Possibly. I think so I did. I think I went to most of them. Yeah. How many entries have you had? So you that back then you were lucky to get 100. How yeah. many entries have you had this year so far? Because I know pre-pandemic it was massive and I think you're getting way back there now as well, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we don't, we don't want to um, – well, I, I don't. I think it nearly killed David at the 2019 show. Yeah, it did. And I think he would kill me now if, if we had that many again. That so was 1,800. It was too oh many. Gosh. We would tap it, it was just... anyway. So this year we've got just under 1,000 entries, but obviously we're not going to get that many arriving at the show because you do get dropouts. But yeah. Um, we wouldn't, we couldn't physically do 1800. I don't know how we did it that year, David, but not very well, probably. Just me. <laughs> Sheer determination. <laughs> uh, yeah, I no, get this. That was a, a very long, long day with a late night. It, um, most the of them admin. are long days and late nights, though, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But it's all the admin involved, isn't it, David, and everything? Yeah. To, to get the results out and the certificates and everything processed. Yeah. So um, I can't remember what your question was. I tend to ramble. So you've answered it. How many you've got this year? So you've got just under a thousand this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact figure, but it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a lot, thousand, but it's just under. <laughs> yeah. um, David, how do you feel when you see all of those entries laid out on the black tablecloths? I, I wrote a couple of words down on that question, and oh. one of them was amazed, pleased that there's so many people who want to have their exhibits judged. Yeah. Also daunted, sometimes by the volume, yes. as thinking of we've got to meet certain deadlines. Because right. as Melanie's already mentioned, there are deadlines to meet during the competition. So it's getting them in, it's getting them processed, it's getting them to the admin staff, it's getting the certificates printed, it's getting them back to me so that we can get ready for the next day. So there's lots and lots. just want to pick up on Mel's last question there. When we talked about how have we moved on since the 90s right through to this year, 2023, I think technology has been a real driver here, as have innovation, creativity and talent from the competitors because they're getting bigger and bolder every year. Mm. So much so, you, you've got a question later on, I'm sure, about the schedule and why do we change the schedule. Yeah. Well, let's wait and come to that and you'll see why we have to change the schedule because we're a very leaning in organisation. We really like to do what is on the package. So, for example, if you if we're giving feedback to a competitor, if a competitor is going to give us feedback, then we better pin our ears back and listen. Right. And that's what we tend to do. So that's one of the reasons why the thing changes. So I hope I've yeah. answered your question without going off on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> that's fine. But, um, so walk us through that, that process of judging because you, you walk in, you've got a thousand odd cakes sat in front of you. Um, and I know it's not just one judge and it's not just one judge per entry. Um, walk us through the, 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 how, which through the judging, the judging process, how do you go about it? Well, before all that, we have to design the schedule. Yes. <laughs> and that, that, that in itself is total heartache. And we keep saying to ourselves, you know, we've got this. We really have got this year. We, we've nailed everything this year. <laughs> and then, well, competitors come back at us. Right. Uh, for example, I mean, I think we're, we must be nearly over the 100 questions this year. 
Gosh. from the competitors that we have to sort of go back and yeah. we tick all those questions and we then analyze those questions. So when we do the schedule next year, we mm-hmm. then say to ourselves, is there something we've missed or are we too, are we being too prescriptive? Sometimes even to the point we, we feel like saying to the competitor, do you know what? Maybe I shall just do the exhibit for you because it make life a lot easier because I've got all the answers and we can put it in your half. But, but you know, we appreciate that they, they want to have the clarification because nobody wants that not to schedule. Yeah. So let's be realistic about it. They will pay their fees. They will put their entry in. We will then wait. Uh, working towards that, we are also looking at how many tables do we need? Yeah. Because if I've got a 12-inch cake, I won't need, for example, as many tables because I can get eight exhibits on a 12-inch cake. If I've got a wedding cake of 24 inches plus, then I will need more tables because I'll only get three on a table. And sometimes we try and bridge them. But you know, working all of those things out and the, the, the issues that we sort of come around by saying, okay, well, what if we lose um, some no-shows? We've got to say to yourself, let's work this out and see where we can, we can manage that effectively. But when they're on the table, as soon as the competitor comes in, they get into the back, the uh, the back area where they're able to do any fixing that they have to do. They'll get their registration. They'll go back to the little table. They'll sort everything out. They're allowed to bring one competitor or one colleague in with them into yeah. the show to place their exhibit. They cannot do anything at the table. Now, in itself, that's something that always happens. We're always getting the stewards to turn around and say, okay, you need to tell these competitors not to use the table because we've given them sufficient room in the back. Yeah. On that point, you will never see a judge in the area of the competition before the competition paid. opens. David's wow. not there. He has a lion. I have to get there. <laughs> Melody, I'm in the yeah. background doing all that work on the administration <laughs> side. <laughs> get there at half six in the morning do you i don't need to i don't need to (laughs) but then again like yourself when i'm there i don't stop because you don't have the time i'll tell you what though and i'm butting in again i've got a i've got um i I was recently diagnosed with hearing problems which i've had for about 20 what did you say very funny (laughs) well I, i thought everyone else mumbled for 20 years so I've only just discovered my husband's got a sense of humour. He's really funny, and I haven't been able to hear him, honestly, for years. Anyway, so I've got these hearing aids, and it counts my steps. So David's always banging on about how many steps he does. So we're in competition this year. I'm sure I'm going to do more steps. Yeah, we did something like uh, in one day we did 37,000 steps. Yeah. Wow. That, that was on the day, the day. That's on the competition day. Yeah, because we actually had a little competition running to find out how many steps the head judge did during that day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to where we were. <laughs> we've got to the, the tables. We were on the pink car, but we've got the the black tablecloth. We've allocated all the numbers where everything's going to go, and the competitor comes in and they put their exhibit there. At the time they put that exhibit on the table, they have got a gold medal. Yeah. Okay. Now it's my team's job to turn around and see whether they keep that. So I will have allocated certain judges in certain roles. They would undertake what we call a skills assessment. They would tell me what they feel competent in, and I will challenge them on those skills. So then we would have some workshops, go through certain processes, and then look at feedback from previous years and then analyze where we're going from there. Then the judges will come out. 
they will separate. If I've got a class of 100, for example, and I've got two judges, then one will start at one end of the room, one will start at the other. And then they will work towards the middle on mm -hmm. allocated numbers. I come in as the adjudicator. So we then go to have a look at the benchmark. Where are we? Gold, silver, bronze, certificate of merit, no award, and lots of schedule. So mm -hmm. we're able to get that feeling of where we should be. If there's any compromise, the judges have got a hard task because they then have to justify to me why they've given it the award they've given it. If there's a dispute, let's say 10 or 15% between one judge and another judge, then I, what I then say to them, well, justify it. Give me the reasons why you think. And then we come to that amicable, the aggregate figure. And on the aggregate figure, then that's where it's taken into consideration. And that's the award the individual gets. Wow. And then from there, we then go back into the, the room uh, into the judges' room, and then we collate. So we do the collation for the whole class. We also start to do the tent cards, writing up uh, the tent cards in preparation. Once the awards have gone to the administration staff and they've sanctioned it, it comes back to us, and we then say, because that's the first time and only time we will see whose name was on that particular category. Mm -hmm. The other big thing is is uh, that we then have to sit down and write those names onto the tent cards so that when you're walking around, you can say, oh, look, there's Joan Smith. She's got a goal this year. I know Joan sees X, Y, and Z. And that's yeah. the whole reason why we do it, because, I mean, that's the excitement of the competition. Yeah, Everyone waits to get in on a Saturday. That's, that's yeah. the thing. Everyone's waiting to get exactly. in on a Saturday and see People their little love cards. the Saturday. And do you know yeah. what? I love the Saturday as well, because we come in early on the Saturday you know, I, I don't sleep until nine. We come in early on <laughs> Saturday. And that's our, uh, to be quite honest, that's normally the first chance I will have got to see the whole show. Yeah. Right. Because you haven't had time to stop all day. So I'll go yeah. in. As soon as I get in, the first thing I'll take photographs of everything. Right. Okay. The yeah. feedback sheets, I scan every feedback sheet in that show. Wow. So then when we do our analysis, we can look at the exhibit and we can look at the feedback and say you know maybe this judge needs to learn a little bit more about feedback skills right. let me talk about the feedback sandwich giving them praise telling them what they can what the, where they can improve giving them tips on how to improve and then giving them more praise and then finishing it off so that they walk away satisfied mm -hmm, or yeah. they want to find, walk away feeling as if the judge has given them constructive criticism and they yeah. fully understand where they're going with that Right. And then, of course, uh, we wait then for the roars. <laughs> and it can be tears of joy and it can be tears of sadness. But yes. that's competition life. And we've all been there. Every judge that goes in there to judge will feel the exact same thing. They have been there. They have stood in the shoes of the competitors. They know what failure is like and they know what success is like. But yeah. they also know how to take failure and change it into success. And that's what we try to do as judges. Give the information so that people can meet their aspirations and their goals in life. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Can I just ask, how many judges do you have? Uh, around about 17, 18 this year. Plus, I have okay. three candidate judges. Now, the candidate judges will probably hate me for saying this because we've put a rigorous program in place this year. And it has been grueling. I sent them an email last night. We've got a meeting on Thursday for them to finish off their training. And that's the virtual training until we meet today. And one of the questions they've got, and I'll, I'll be open with you on this question, is they have got a feedback sheet. On the feedback sheet, a previous judge has given it an award. They've given it scores. I have removed the scores. Right. I have removed the award. I haven't given them a photograph of the exhibit. 
and I've asked them to have a look at that feedback seat and tell me where they think the marks should wow. be and what the award should be. And the justification for doing it, so they get an understanding of I'm a competitor and this yeah. is what I get. Yeah. Yeah. They a good understanding of where that goes. And they've had other uh, exercises to undertake during that whole process. And they've got their hardest one to come yet. I'm not going to say much because this is, well, I can actually because you're going to go, this isn't going out until the 23rd, is it? No, that's right, yeah. Okay. In which case we have a one-on-one -on -one feedback <laughs> session with a really <laughs> obnoxious <laughs> competitor. Who is so <laughs> frustrated that the award that they received was not uh, the one they expected? Right. And they have to deal with that. And they're dealing with it in the guidelines of the competition schedule yeah, and also right. the general rules and practice. Yeah, right. So I'm not going to mention who it is. <laughs> um, We're I'll getting. Keep my powder dry there. <laughs> We're getting. But it's. I mean, it's actually nice to know as a competitor how how rigorous it is to be a judge. Actually, you know, it's it's not that you're you're picking previous competitors and and letting them just get on with it. You're actually oh, rigorously. Yeah. It's, no, be, do, do you know why? Because to be quite honest, not everybody can judge. No, no I'm They may yeah. be absolutely amazing with their talents and everything else, but when it comes to constructive criticism, sometimes you've got to look outside the box. You've right. got to say to yourself this, I'm not judging this as an individual. I'm judging this under the guidelines of the ICH, ICHF. And the justification for that is because we've all got to have a standard. And if we're not on that level playing field and somebody's up here and somebody's down there, we've got to say, you know, and there have been times over the years where I've turned around and said, thanks very much indeed for coming. Unfortunately, uh, at the present moment in time, you have been unsuccessful. Wow. Okay. In your candidacy. And it's a hard pill to swallow. And some will come back years after and say, I think I'm ready now. In which right. case we may then say, okay, well, let's give you that opportunity. And I get lots of individuals at the show saying, can I be a judge at ICHF? Mm. And again, we select some, but we don't select all. We maximum we can have is three. Right. You know, because I then have to put somebody there with them to mentor them through. Yeah. Then yeah. likewise, I've then got to have a look at them, give them a pre-briefing beforehand, but I'll come on to briefings later on. Perfect. So uh, the schedules that the competitors have to work within are very exact. Um, I love all the confusion on the Facebook groups of people asking questions. Um, can you explain what a schedule is, please? Yes, two secs. This oh, is my a gosh. <laughs> so every class along here will have bespoke requirements. Right. So if I'm looking, for example, at sugar and I'm looking at sugar flowers, one of the questions we tend to get is, why can't I use somebody else's paste? And we then look at the ingredients of that paste and say, hold on a minute, that paste is not pure sugar. Right. So it hasn't reached the correct tolerance, 60% or more. So if it's sitting at 30%, then it's not a sugar paste. It's a yeah. confectioner's paste for making sugar flowers. Right. So we will put that into the schedule. Yeah. You can't use this, you can't do that. Uh, my other life was health and safety and food safety. So we've got to make sure that the when somebody puts something into a cake, they're not going to contaminate the cake. Now, that can be very difficult when, for example, you've got overseas competitors because the standards yes. overseas may 
or may not, or it may be even better than we have. And we've got to make sure that everybody fully understands what we're looking for and why. Mm. Yeah, we and we, then we did a recent we did a recent episode actually about putting um, fresh flowers into wedding cakes, and we found that the the discrepancies between country and country because quite often you know you Google something how to do this and you're getting all this advice from all around the world, America and Australia, and it's not the same as the UK. So that's quite yeah. interesting that you're you're levelling that playing field. I think we have to, and, you know, it's one of the things we actually toyed with, putting it, um, our schedules into other languages. Right. Mm. But Mel's budget didn't do enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the fact we don't have that many multilinguals because it's, it's the terminology, isn't it? One phrase will mean something different, yes. and it may yeah. think, mean two or three things different. So consequently, but I mean, on that schedule, um, each of the judges will get a copy of the schedule. Well, be, I mean, it's freely available directly yeah. online, so people download it. And it's one of the things that we mainly say is, you know, you're going to do anything. Read the schedule. When you've done that. Read yeah. the schedule. When you finish Hunter, doing that, read, it read again. the schedule. <laughs> yeah. And then from that from that schedule, make a check sheet. Yeah. But I'll, I'll talk about those things later on. So when we, we touched on this earlier, um, the schedules do change from yes. year to year. How do you decide on which parts of it to change and how to change it? Right. So we talked earlier on, for example, that we're a listening organisation. Yeah. So we get the feedback that's coming through the groups, not directly to me because I'm not a member of those groups. Apparently, I'm not allowed. <laughs> so, but Melanie gets the feedback, so Melanie is able to turn around and say, "David, I've had following the competition. We're we're always sitting there at the end of the competition, aren't we, Mel? We're always doing we're what? Sitting at the end of the competition, and everything's gone out, and the awards have gone out, and the announcements have been made, and we sort of say, okay, right, let's have a look at social media. Oh, my God, they don't like this. Oh, they don't like let's this. Let's not. And we sit there and we say, okay, well, right, what, what is it they don't like? Okay, and that, that's the royal, the royal they, you know, and it's not, not malice or anything else is the case. What, what is it that – it's a competitor's show. We want to turn around and give that competitor as much as we possibly can. We want them to enjoy the show. We enjoy delivering our verdicts. We enjoy giving that feedback. We've been there and we want to give something back to our industry. So consequently, yeah. if we're not giving you the right product to begin with, mm. then we're on a failure to nothing. So right. consequently, that's important. And that's why we start to look at the schedule. Yeah. And again, we've already identified from this year some of the questions that's coming in that maybe we're not as clear as we should be. Right. Or maybe we're going into too much detail that we need to give a little bit of lateral freedom right. so yeah. that the individuals yeah. can do what they wish because there's so many new things on the market. We said, yeah. where are we from 1991 to 1994, 1994 to 2023? And yeah. what's changed? And there's yeah. been a massive move in the industry. Yeah. So uh, we have to we have to go with the flow. I remember one year there was like this sweeping year where um, it, it it seemed like sort of like a monumental shift where there was no ribbon allowed on cake. Oh yeah, and that's I think that was the year that everyone suddenly realised they had to read the schedule. Yes, because all of a sudden it was like no one had read that and everyone had missed it. And but it was there in clear black and white to to see. Yeah, one of the reasons for doing that is because. Putting a ribbon around the end of a cake to hide where your cake yeah. hits your baseboard or your second tier, your third tier, that's not a skill. 
No, it's a ribbon. Yeah. And sometimes they even put a pin in it to hold it. And we go, really? Have yeah. you not read the schedule? You can't use pins, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So yeah. it's all about the skills and putting increasing the skill factor. The other thing is there's something which we call the lick and stick. So lick and stick would be I'm going to get a mould and mm. I'm going to flood my cake with moulds. Right. Yeah. So we've got to say to yourself, well, where's the skill in flooding the cake with those moulds? You didn't make them. Yeah. But what you've, got to, what you've got to understand is you must pick up that mould and make it your own. Yeah. So whether you're adding further definition, whether you're characterizing it, whether you're really making it stand out, that's what you should be looking for rather than just, okay, I got that, stick, 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 marvellous yeah. cake, 100%. Commercially, it would be, of course, commercially. Yes, yes commercially. Commercially, yeah. it's ideal, but yeah. competition is not commercial. Yeah. Competition is to show your skills yeah. so that you can use the accolade that you achieve from your competition to enhance your business. Because yeah. everybody will put down award-winning cake maker. They yeah. might have got a certificate of merit, but they're still an award-winning cake maker. Mm. Yeah. And again, of course, then people see that and it moves from there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And once you've, we've had the competition, um, every entry gets to receive um, written f- feedback, including those who got a not to schedule. Yes. The thinking behind that. Right. Well, if I've paid my money... And all right, I've done something wrong, but at least tell me what I've done. Mm. At least, is there anything any good? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a firm believer in saying, you know what, give them some feedback. We're not going to give you an award. We've said that. You're not to schedule. We're not going to give you the scores because it hasn't merited that for us. So we will not take as much time in giving you that feedback. We will certainly give you what we possibly can to encourage you to read the schedule so that when you do put it in the next time, you can say, do you know what? This is what I have to do to get that to get yeah. that through. But it is important that we give somebody feedback to give them nothing and say, not just shouting and walk away. Yeah. Do you know what? I think if that happened to me, I'm not going to enter again. Why yeah. should I? Mm. I didn't get any benefit from the last time. Yeah. So yeah. feedback's important. And it's important that the judges fully understand the reasons why. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've kept all of my feedback over yeah, the years, I and I like to refer back to them just to, you know. No, you're quite right. I, I get people coming to me now and say, David, I thank you for what you said mm. years ago. Oh, I said, well, oh, I remember you. I said, my shoulder's still wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a common mistake that entrants make year after year, or is that something that you've actually ironed out by changing schedules or is there some, still something you see year after year after year? Yeah, but year after year after year, we've said things change. Yeah. We think we have nailed it. We've got this schedule so tight. This is going to be brilliant this year because, you know, the things that have happened a few years ago and they'll just hit us with something else. They'll just come from nowhere and you say, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Right. <laughs> or it may be that because we've got, 29 schedules to write for the classes that we get information overload or we get you know we've got a deadline to make and sometimes you look at one schedule and you might have been talking about that one but you're actually talking about one a few days ago so sometimes there are occasions when human error kicks in because we're all we're all human at the end of the day we can make mistakes but we try and rectify those mistakes as soon as we possibly can Mm. Um, the, the, the decorative exhibit always seems to box them, doesn't it? You yes. Everything has to be covered in an edible medium. 
and then uh, there'll be an amazing piece and it'll be say a bow and arrow and they're holding an arrow which a, a, a bow a bow arrow bow yeah. which isn't covered in edible medium you think no so yeah, they've, they've got a nice little piece of wire across it and you go really yeah. where did that come from yeah that, so that one does seem to pop them quite a bit doesn't it yes right and the plaque i think the plaque gets them as well sometimes doesn't it what, it does because what? they it sometimes they add too much paint or they just don't read the schedule correctly and then we have to then turn around and say okay we'll look and, and hand sorry hand go ahead mel the hand painted cake one I was, just go, I was just going to say that as well. Yeah, yeah. That one as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I asked you, Sammy, what is a hand painted cake? Um, well, you've used a, a paintbrush. And where have you used the paintbrush? In the paint <laughs> on the cake. <laughs> ah, sorry. Did you say on the cake or on the plaque which is attached to the cake? Yeah. What plaque? Uh, yes. It's a hand-painted cake. Yeah. And the reason we go down the route of a hand-painted cake, for a hand-painted cake, you have got a surface which is round. Yeah. For a plaque, you can paint like an artist. Yeah. You put that onto a plaque, it's not a hand-painted yeah, cake. Yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. And also hand-painted cake, if you've, you, you're leaning on the cake, you've got to avoid leaning yeah. on it to sm not smudge it. It's, it's, it is a different, different technique. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. I can see that. You're yeah. using, you know, you're using tilted wheels to do yeah. it. Sometimes you've got a, you've got yourself a frame. Yeah. So you've made a frame that your arm's sitting here. A bit like sort of when an artist does their work, they've got something here and then they've got the paintbrush here that they yeah, can actually like do. Yes, like the sign so writers, they have yes, those things. exactly yes. the same. Yeah, and that's on. what we're really trying to see that people can paint on a cake. Yeah. Because you know what? I, I can get anything and paint it onto a piece of paper mm, or yeah. a plaque, but going round that curve, hitting the odd blemish that's in the cake that you may not have seen initially, yeah, and all of a sudden it pops up and you hold on a minute, that's just changed what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do that, and then that's what it, that's the skill factor. Perfect. <laughs> David, you've got uh, two head judge wild card categories this year, alternative wedding cake and horror. How do you decide on which wild card categories to go with and what are you hoping to see this year? So sometimes people would say, wet finger in the air, but it's not. It's, it's a conversation that Mel and I have. We have a conversation and I love horror. Do I you? think I love horror because I think people love blood. Yeah. They really do. They, you know, <laughs> you do something. You ask people a question. What did you do at the weekend? Well, I watched all casually. What did you watch? Well, I seen when he was doing that work on that individual <laughs> on his legs, and you sort of, and that's what they like. Yeah. So I like to see the the reality that people can put and the innovation that they can bring to it. Yeah. Wild cards to me are absolutely fabulous because if you look at the wild card category and the schedule, you'll see that the rules have been relaxed. Yes. Yeah. And the justification for the rules being relaxed is we sort of say, well, let's give them the freedom. Let's give them the freedom to use what I classify as their artistic license. Um, the second wild card this year is the alternative wedding cake. Yeah. Okay. That came about from a debate. And I'm going to say a debate because it was a de debate between myself and a competitor who put an exhibit in. And it was slightly out there, 
and their interpretation of the rules was definitely not the same as my interpretation of the rules right in what they did and again i've always said that competitors like to have that artistic license that freedom to express themselves but sometimes a competitor thinks what what they're thinking in their head i can physically see this neon sign popping across <laughs> their head whereas i'm looking at cake and it's telling me everything right. so i can't see their journey i can't see their story so we've looked at wedding cakes we've looked at colorful wedding cakes and another part of the debate came up was um, there was a colorful wedding cake and it was an artistic impression okay so it was abstract but right. it was really exceedingly well done and the colors were so vibrant and it really had that wow factor and stood out and said you know what you look at me yeah so one of the comments i said was okay so if i've got two artists and they're getting married and that's the cake they want yeah. who am i to say yeah. that's not a wedding cake yeah. So that yeah. then led to say, okay, let's look at an alternate wedding cake. And you do whatever you feel meets the criteria. We did get a lot of feedback as well, didn't we, from competitors wanting yes. um, uh, alternative wedding cakes. This year we've specified in the wedding cake category yes. there must be a wedding-themed handmade decoration. And yeah. that, because last year we had a lot of tiered cakes that, as as David was saying, that there weren't necessarily wedding cakes. Wedding cakes, yeah. yeah. So it, it's got to show that it's, it could be sort of congratulations piped on there or whatever, but it's got to show it's for a wedding. Whereas the alternative wedding cake is just doing whatever you whatever you want to do, really, isn't it? Right, David, am I? Yes. No, you're quite right. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's kind of. Um... It's as a result of the entries that you've had over the previous couple of years. It's kind of morphed into something, you know, to to keep them more. That is wedding. That's slightly different. It's, yeah. It's, so now, now we're that. going with the flow, and we're listening to our competitors and saying, okay. Prime example: when they brought out the um, clear polypropylene, yeah, spacers. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they decided to put some lights in them. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they put little butterflies hanging from pieces of wire and we we're looking at the schedule and said hold on a minute you can't use that it's got to be yeah. covered in an edible medium so we then yeah. say to yourself okay so if it's being produced and we have to go with what the competitor wants because their brides and bridegrooms are saying well this is what we want yeah you know yeah. we've moved yeah. on from complete royal license don't get me wrong yeah. i think complete royal absence is absolutely outstanding yeah but it's only for certain people. Yeah. And I think yeah. what we're trying to do now is, is let's break the barriers. Let's give that freedom so that we can turn around and physically let the competitors produce what they feel their audience, and certainly with regards to their commercial audience, would like to see. And then they can use that in their brochures for the cakes, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, and then yeah. uh, hopefully enhance their business. Is, is the wild card, is that one of your favorite ones to judge? Are they... Don't get me wrong. I mean, you get wild cards and sometimes you sort of look at an exhibit and decorate exhibit, particularly the miniatures. That's another oh, favourite of mine. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that. You know, and I, I could give you sort of several pieces. I'll just pick one out of, out of my mind that still stands in my mind today. And that's when the cobbler was sitting oh, yeah, yes. with a little heart oh, and it was yeah. called... Mending a broken heart, and to me, that do you know what? I love that one. The innovation, 
Yeah, it's not. And we all, I remember that. I'm sure Sam yeah. does. It's one. It's it was one of those ones that everyone remembers. Yeah, yeah. It Beautiful piece. Uh, it really was looking that one. But then again, you see, a competitor's got to remember they are only as good as their last exhibit. Yeah. Because you might have got a gold medal then, mm. and then you put something on the table this year, and you've got a bronze. Yeah. Well, do you know what? You have you have to say to yourself and challenge yourself, well, why? Yeah. And it's not that you've done wrong. It's that the schedule's changed, and you haven't gone with the schedule. You need to sort of look at the schedule yeah. and balance everything out. Amazing. Right. So um, the press love a bit of cake controversy. And over the years, the Cake um, Cake International has seen its fair share of controversy. Um, cake is obviously much more than just cake in many circumstances. How do you deal with these things? Um, and as they are often quite fast-moving situations over the course of a weekend, how do you how do you just deal with it? Because you know you've got three days, and that's to sort of like to. Well, I'm going to pass you on to Mel here because (laughs) I'll I'll tell you why. Because when the competition is going on, I may not, because I'm too busy looking after the competition, I won't won't get the start of the issue. Right. Whereas the girls in the office will automatically get the start of the issue and then the first person they'll call is Mel. Yeah. What's going on here? So if you if you're referring to the Hong Kong and China political debate, that, that was one of them. Yeah, the Guardian, yeah. And the Telegraph, and everything. Everyone was involved. Then um, that well, we ha- we obviously had a cake from um, a Hong Kong competitor, and um, it was judged correctly. Um, and then I was in the organizer's office and like David said, I was called in and there were some um, people from China uh, wanted to point out to me about the Hong Kong cake. Right. Um, so they were trying to talk to me, but unfortunately, I can't speak their language and they, they couldn't speak mine. So we were struggling, but they were filming me at the time, which I didn't notice. Oh, um, oh no. So uh, I didn't think anything of it, actually. Anyway, I went to speak to David, and the cake was actually not to schedule because parts of it – was it decorative exhibit, that one? Uh, I think it was Illusion. Oh, yes, that's right. So it, parts of it were actually made from cardboard, the, the, the cake. So it was, it, was, right. it was out of schedule for that reason. Anyway, um, I then started to receive uh, uh, emails – um, uh, quite abusive emails. Anyway, I didn't think anything of it again. Too busy at the show and just ignored. Yeah, you've got other things to think about. <laughs> I know, I know. And then my MD said, no, I'm going to walk around with you for a bit. I thought, strange. Anyway, okay then, Simon. So then he literally wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> it's really weird. Anyway, I looked at my emails again and there must have been, well, I don't know, hundreds of emails wow. and they were getting quite there were death threats and things yeah. like that wow oh, my god no the um the, the the hong kong side because of the fact that we had at that stage we had to remove the cake because the staff and me primarily were getting a lot of of abuse um right. and that was because my vid- the video had been put on um social media chinese yeah oh gosh so, they were obviously targeting me. I wasn't actually concerned. It was, it was it, I really wasn't. But um, 
we then had the didn't we have we had the Hong Kong competitor, didn't we? Wanted we invited them in, didn't we? Because we wanted yep. to explain because it all got completely misunderstood. They thought yeah. they would move the cake because of the political stance. We hadn't. We'd removed the cake because of the um and we were advised to do so by our PR agency because mm. of all the um Threats. Threats yeah, the media yeah. attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was scared, wasn't he? He didn't want to go into the hall, did he? He was. Gosh. No, so we we then what we call is we take it away and quarantine it. Yeah. So it's a bit like if we have a dispute with somebody, we don't stand into the competition arena. We take the exhibit away so that we can discuss it in a calm, rationalised right. manner. Yeah. Because I don't know whether you've ever noticed. When a judge goes out to give feedback, all of a sudden, and the social media has really, you know, put um, a lot of pressure under under the judges because you're getting zoomed in. Yeah. You're getting your conversation repeated. You'll always see, for example, a judge will um, be chatting. Yeah, I'm just going to have a look at. Yeah. And the idea is you get lip reading, you yeah. get eavesdropping, you put your score sheet down and you're trying to, to mark it and somebody's looking over your shoulder yeah. and taking a photograph of the score sheet before it's even gone anywhere. And it may be you've just completed that and you might have, let's say, for example, a gold medal and somebody's already told somebody and the next thing you right. know it's on social media. And we've got to be very careful to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Which is why yeah. we, we went with the written feedback, because then there are no misunderstandings with the verbal feedback, which was wonderful, the verbal feedback, but it became more and more difficult for the judges to, because it's he said, she said, oh, he said, I do, I can do yeah. this. Yeah. No. And then, so, yeah, just, yeah, just to follow on from Mel's uh, comment there, because they'll go to one judge, then they'll go to another judge, wow. and then they'll go to another judge. Well, she said this, well, he said that. Yeah. And you say to yourself, you know, so that's why one of the reasons why we scan the feedback sheets. Because okay. I can digitally give them that and turn around and say, this is this is what the judge has said. Mm. Right. This is just Yeah, I was going to, because you, there used to be queues of people waiting for yeah. judges' feedback. Yeah. And that's all stopped now, hasn't it? But yeah, well, gets COVID, COVID sort of hit and turned yeah. around and said, mm. you know, we, we can't do this. We can't yeah. have people in huddles. But you know what? Did we you? miss it. Okay. We as judges miss it because you yeah. really love talking to the competitors. Yeah. Mm. So if you're talking to a sheet of paper, it's not the same because I'm not getting any emotions out of the paper. Yeah. And sometimes I want to see what the emotion is because yeah. the emotion then drives whether that person's got to take it on board or it might be, do you know what? And we do get, you know, there were some, for example, that were just left left aside. Right. But the other thing is, you know, we, we've looked at, we've taken feedback on board from the feedback last year and said we're no longer going to put it underneath. Okay. The cakes, because competitors and any members of the public were coming up, pulling the slip out, having a read of it, and then yeah. just throwing it down. That's so sad, isn't it, that people so feel they can do that? So we've come up with a new system this year that we're going to pilot and see how well that goes. The Hong Kong man, we, we explained everything to him, didn't we? We told him he was out of schedule, and we had removed the cake because of the controversy that it seemed to be causing. That's where we'd removed it, to, to our staff. Yeah. So that... So David explained it all, and then of course the media got involved, and and then just they made up the fact that we'd censored the cake and mm. we don't. Oh, it's something to sell. It sells papers. Yeah. The truth yes. doesn't necessarily sell papers. It's all just clickbait, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. and it's sad because it, it actually takes away from the actual talent that goes that's yeah. happening in you know in those halls that weekend. Well, when you take into consideration, you know the individual, and we said to the individual, he had got the skills yeah. because. 
he had produced sound. Yeah, he had produced movement, yeah. and he had produced. Well, he it was to represent CS gas. Right. Yes. So occasionally yeah. this would come out. So you, you take on board that you know he's put that together. Yeah. So in itself, the innovation of doing that and then feeling it through. But then when you picked up the umbrellas and bits and pieces, you find, oh, this is not sugar. This is not cake. But mm-hmm. we don't we don't ban political cakes per se. No. No, because, yeah, sorry, one of the things that we've discussed on several occasions is people express Mm -hmm. our art. Supercraft is an art. Mm -hmm. So we do take it on board, but we have to be realistic. And if we're getting too many complaints about it, we've got to say to ourselves, you know, I, I hear, I hear your voice. You've made, you've made your observations and your stance, but mm. you know there comes a time when we have to look after the whole audience that we have at the show. And mm. if we've got sort of, you know, a footfall of ten thousand people coming in, we've got to make sure that those ten thousand people get out safely. Yeah. So we've got to put in safety measures. On that particular day, we had to put additional security guards on the way out to make sure that the audience, and certainly when the competitors were taking their cakes, got out safely. Oh gosh. Mel was fine because she was sitting somewhere with a glass of wine chilling. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably gonna say that I wish. With her oh, MD no, as her was. bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> I have idea actually. I might start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we just discovered this weather screen is just down the corner. You go out the hall and you turn left. Yes, we always have breakfast in there. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that on somebody sent that in on Facebook. Okay. Can't wait to meet you at breakfast at Weatherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. You drop off your cake. You go to spoons for Yeah, I think what you got to do is give Weatherspoons a ring and say, do you know what? Seven thirty-five. You're going to be <laughs> inundated with people coming. <laughs> By the way, can I reserve my table? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it must be nice. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's got to be nice because Mel doesn't get breakfast. Oh. No, I we'll don't. bring you across no. on this time. <laughs> no, I don't. No, that's that's another thing. David gets breakfast Friday morning. He gets breakfast. He comes in. Oh, can I use that word? Breezes in. Oh, yeah, of course you can, yes. <laughs> you won't say anything against me because it's recorded. And then, yeah, I think we do get pastries at about 10 o'clock, but I ha- I'm I'm very rigid. I have to have my breakfast and then I have to have my lunch at a certain time and I can't cope otherwise. So, yeah, perhaps you could bring me. Cert- certainly for the judges, you know, on, on the judges' point of view, for the day of the competition. Oh, they're on the feet all day. Yeah, we're yes. on the feet all day. But, but what we've done to... Make sure that my judges can start at nine o'clock or nine thirty. Mm. Is that I now have a Zoom meeting before, so the right. briefing I would normally give at half past eight until nine yeah, is maybe right. to catch up on those individuals who didn't attend the Zoom meeting, and the Zoom right. meeting can last an hour and a half Another because yeah. 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 on In a the- different day. Yeah. So I will do a PowerPoint presentation. On that PowerPoint presentation, we'll go through every piece of the schedule. We'll go through every question relevant to the section in the sex in the the area. They'll get their allocation of what they're going to do. They will also get timelines because the right. average marking of a, an exhibit is between five and seven minutes. Wow. Okay. So in that five and seven minutes, they've got to put some constructive criticism, mm-hmm. give tips if they possibly can. And then, of course, the most important thing for the day of the competition is for the judges to have their photograph. Yeah, yes, we've we've forgotten that sometimes, haven't we? But yeah. So we've factored that in to make sure at a certain time, just before nine o'clock, the judges will all go into an area 
and then get the photographs. But the tasting one takes longer, doesn't it? Surely the tasting one. The tasting one does take longer. It it takes longer because two judges work together on that one. Yeah. Right. So that they can collaborate because the first thing is one's got to cut it. And after, if you've sort of got 20, let's say, for example, 20 cakes you've got to taste, well, your palate's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to say to yourself, okay. Uh, and yeah, you should have built it around that way. This time then, David, because we've got Sorry? we've got double. double Sorry, that's my dog. We've <laughs> uh, got, got double the amount of entries. That, yes, that we had last year. Because last year, Bake International was new oh. last year. I entered Bake yeah. International last year. I haven't had time to do it this year. Um, oh, no, I know, I know. I can't get up on the Friday to drop off my cake. That's what I can't do. Um, but I entered it last year, and I was so excited because that's what I enjoyed doing the most is the baking. Yeah. Um, and I got there and there wasn't many entries and I just thought this is going to really take off. And I guess, I guess I you have more entries this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had, yeah. I think we had 60 odd last year and we've got 122. Oh, how wow. exciting. I don't know. I might got there, but certainly, it's certainly. certainly got, yes. Certainly yeah. increased. Certainly. I will look forward to coming back next year. I think I got third in the, the drip cake and I was just like oh, over the moon. It was, yeah. And that's it was really a lot good. though, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. also, also in that in that class, we've also listened to what people said. Right. Oh, I love doing um, gingerbread houses. Yeah. Love yeah. shortbread. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else do you like? Well, what about those with gluten free? What about those with vegans, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and we try and integrate whatever we possibly can. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited about the whole Bake International bit. Yeah, that's well, me. I'm very excited about the whole show. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think it's absolutely going to be outstanding. I'm just I very really excited. do. <laughs> a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of effort. Yeah. A lot more, as I call, so many sleeps left. I think it's about 25. Wow. Yeah. My yeah. next month, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, in I, those... I'm in a group with a friend, and every day she sends me a, a, a 25 days to Cake International. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody wrote back to me. I think I think it was um, Sarah Carr wrote back to me. She, I said twenty five sleeps or twenty seven sleeps. She said, oh, "Yes, yeah, sleepless." <laughs> I said, "Well, there is that. There is that." Yeah. But then again, if you plan, yeah, you don't fail. So you don't plan to fail. You fail to plan. Yeah. So it's a case of looking yeah. at that and planning your day, planning your time. The most important thing is. When it gets to the deadline and you've got your cake and you've finished it and then you go and you just decide, well, I'll just put something else there. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Get somebody else's opinion. Walk away from the cake. Walk away. (laughs) Now, I always say to the the, uh, competitor, get a partner, get a spouse to come in. But don't listen to any lovey-dovey stuff. Yeah. This is not about, you know, tickling you so you feel good. <laughs> this is about being blatantly honest with what they see. Yeah. And then, because you've got a couple of hours then to turn around and say, well, I can make a difference to that. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I would say is do a checklist. Look at the schedule and say, one side, what does the schedule not allow? What does the schedule allow? And I normally put it in two categories, table one and table two. Table one, not allowed, not permitted, prohibited, not to schedule, big letters. Tick, 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 it's not there. Table two, 
ribbon around the edge of the board. Edible mediums. Tick, 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 tick. You know what? I'm on a winner here. I've, I've met as much as I possibly could. Perfect. Perfect. Right. So Okay. Thank, thank you, both of you, so much for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> I've jumped in there. Sorry, Bronya. That's okay. You carry on. <laughs> yeah, especially as you've been so busy. Um, so lastly, just to finish, um, please can you tell us where people can find you on social media and online? And can people still get hold of tickets if they wish to attend? Oh, yes. Yeah, we're still selling tickets. Um, and I think you can you can buy them on the day as well. So, yeah, the tickets are our website, uh, cakeinternational.co.uk. Um, obviously, the competition's closed, but we still have workshop tickets available as well. We've got, I think, about seven or eight workshop classes. We've got, if you don't want to spend the money on the workshops, we've got uh, so many stands doing free demonstrations. There's mm, yeah. lots of free demonstrations on stands. We've also got the uh, Cake International Theatre sponsored by Colour Mill, which um, is a bit different in that it's going to be, as far as they've told me anyway, it's going to be more of a continuous run of demos, right? whereas when I organise it, it will be 10 o'clock and then a break yeah. and then the next one. This is yeah. demos and constant giveaways. and it's Oh, wow. Wow. Probably very un-English, actually, so it's going to be... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah, be they, interested they probably to don't see know. That. As soon as they say something's free for an English person, they say, oh, yeah. right, yeah. days, let me get in there. <laughs> very, very, not, not, not the English way of doing it, but it's going to be great fun and different. And then yeah. we've got yeah. Bake Theatre with, um, sponsored by Nielsen Massey, and we've got uh, Jane Dunn from Jane's Patisserie, we've got Benoit Blin, you know, the very good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> see what's happened there, Mel? I know. <laughs> I didn't invite him because he's good looking and the way he says macaron or macaroon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's great that he's there, isn't it? Um, yes. Sandro Farmhouse, Lottie Bedlow, Suzanne Esper and Laura Lane with their new baking business. So, the, the, wow. yeah, we've got lots going on in yeah. the theatre. That's going to be fabulous. And then, the and I think you've got to take into consideration that the one ticket that they buy for the show gets them it, access to the Creative Cake Show, Simply Christmas Show, and the Cake and Bake Show. Yeah. Do you know what? So, yeah, it's yeah, it does. It's really good. It's amazing value, really. It is. It's it really absolutely is. amazing value. Bunch of things featured by Netflix. We've got that. Um, that do you know about that one? You know the big. Did you see that last year? Did you see the big haunted house? Oh, yes. 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 It was phenomenal. I loved it. So much so, right? That's the horror thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves horror. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody came to me during the opening of the haunted house and asked if we could get some signage in, not suitable for children. Yeah. Really? Yes. David, that's right. Uh, Yeah, that's absolutely right. And there should be a warning up there to say, that because when I went in there, I thought it was absolutely amazing. But someone, I think they did it on purpose. They made me jump. So you should have heard me yell. Um, so then I thought, right, we do need a sign up there. It's yeah. because of a nervous disposition or whatever. You, you, you've got to do that, haven't you? Mm. And um, it was quite, some of the, some of the exhibits one were of my, gruesome. One of my friends, yes, were. Uh, <laughs> and they had a, move, a, a person in the bed as well that would jump up. They did. And my my friend didn't know, and it happened, and she ran out screaming in fright. <laughs> but it, but she did laugh. It was funny. <laughs> yes, so that, that's why we need a sign up. That's, yeah. Um, Stranger Things. It's all in different rooms, and they they try to rep- replicate the as best they can the actual you know the the, the, yeah. the scene. Yeah. I'm so excited. 
And then Ozzy Osbourne, we've got him as well in the entrance. Um, wow. Jane Lashbrook, she's making him. And then Emma, Jane, we thought we'd give her an easier year because she's under a lot of pressure every year, isn't she? So this yeah. year's far easier for her. She's doing King Charles. Oh, is that oh, nice and easy? <laughs> Not the most recognisable man on the planet. <laughs> But there, there are lies that there'll be people that'll be looking. Oh, you haven't done his ears too well. You've got to do a little bit better there. Yeah, she's, she's just trying to get the head right at the moment. That's amazing because that's what you always get at the competitions. You get people coming around and saying, "Oh, I've had all my friends, and they said it should have got a gold medal." And I remember yeah. being at a competition once, and I said to the audience, "There were quite a few there," and I'd overheard what they said. And I said, "You know what? If I'd have known there were so many judges in the room, we could have finished this in an hour." <laughs> It's like everyone's a, a football pundit, aren't they? You know, exactly. a referee. Yeah. 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 To be fair, isn't it? But then we've also got just very quickly. I'll mention this one as well. Otherwise, I'll um, I've got to mention all the features. The uh, we've got the um, beautiful uh, wedding cake feature organised by Mish Pattinson and Dawn Welton, and that's mm-hmm. inspired by Gabrielle Coco Chanel. And again, we've got full <gasps> permission from Chanel. Yeah. To, to create these beautiful um, wedding cakes and everything, wow. inspired by Gabrielle Chanel, so and her fashion. Oh gosh! So yeah, and the flower so shop Natalie Porter as well. Beautiful sugar flowers. So I'll shut up now. <laughs> all the tray stands. We've got well over a hundred tray stands. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. I was going to say it's one of my favourite parts, but it's not the whole. The whole thing is it's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, the whole experience. I think what, what else is is important is the fact that the camaraderie yes. because I always call Cake International a family show yeah. and it's as if everybody's coming back to meet each other once yeah. a year and it's yeah. oh I haven't seen you how's it going yeah oh, cetera, and we, cetera, I mean we do we do a lot of interviews on the podcast and the time that we actually get to meet people in person is at Cake International and we always say yeah. when we're interviewing people are you going to be at Cake International and because we'll look out for you and that's when we get to meet everyone it's well, like this year, brings everyone pressed, together won't you you'll be pressed this year yeah yes the, yeah. very exciting list um so you'll be you'll be in the press yep. room uh, yeah. so we we will be there with a the microphone and brilliant. if people see us then please come up and tap us on the shoulder yeah, no, and we'll, yeah. we'll chat yeah. yeah that's brilliant thank you uh, just don't tap the judges on the shoulder they'll be busy yeah. no that's fine <laughs> Don't make David on the show, but you make him jump until <laughs> <laughs> the end of the show. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. We will let you get back to all your organising, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Okay. Care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that was like having royalty, I, um, wasn't it? Yes. And I'm just, I'm not being funny. I'm surprised. At how many hints and tips David actually subtly gave everyone oh, then. Oh, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And, and I, I know- liked his points on um, when you print out your um, schedule to yep. do the the do's and the don'ts. Yeah, I a tick think. list. A yes. tick list. And that's the thing. It's like little things like that coming from the head judge. Yeah, yeah. what a good idea. Because yeah. I, I, I print them out. In fact, I've printed them out for my friend to make right. sure, because she's in a different category. I'm like, you have to have those as well. Yeah. She's like, oh, I was only reading them off. Oh, no, you've got to have them printed out. Yeah, yeah. And I just, little things like, if something comes from the head, head judge, do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, he's I mean? not the head judge for nothing. You know? No, he certainly isn't. He certainly isn't. Yeah. But um, I'm so grateful. They're so so busy. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, oh yeah, because isn't David off to Milan this oh, weekend? Oh, he's all over the place. And obviously, Judging. Melanie has got an entire exhibition. Yeah, to, and yeah. I know how hard that I is. Did, I did think afterwards because they were talking about ten thousand. Is yeah. that ten thousand in a day, or is that ten thousand over the whole the, weekend? I get the. I is that the capacity of the hall? I don't know because I know that, what they were talking about the capacity. Yeah, the capacity of the hall gets to yeah. a certain point, and they've got to shut the hall. Yeah, which wow! When you get to the capacity of the hall, yeah. oh my word! Yeah, that's shopping big stuff. trolleys at the ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we wish everyone the absolute best of luck. Yes. Yes. Shall we do it then? Yeah, let's do it. So, <clears throat> product, product, product. It's time for product of the week, product of the week, product of the week. Dun, dun. Right, can I go first? Yeah, go on then. So my product of the week is related to this week's episode. I'm going to laugh. Is this the time that we're going to do the same thing? <laughs> Product is get yourself a ticket and get down there. Oh my god, that is the same one. <laughs> That's the first time it it's ever so happened. <laughs> but you, we couldn't not do that. No, that's right. So, what does one ticket gain you access to? Oh, just a, a heaven of cake. What cake can... International. Yep, go on. Bake International. Yep. The Creative Craft Show. Which is just next door. Yeah, and Simply Christmas. Which is also, it's all kind of in a long row, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how much does a ticket cost? Go on. Well, I've got £14. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to be honest, I hadn't looked. Ah. Actually. And I should have done, but... The Friday the 3rd of November to Sunday, I was going to say Friday, but Sunday the 5th of November, <laughs> 5th of November which November, is yeah. firework night. Yeah. But also... I've got so I've got a top tip. Go on. Okay. Top, top tips, Hammy. <laughs> <laughs> Just open my piece of paper. So if you do buy yourself a ticket and you're not travelling up on um, the train or by coach, which yeah. is better for the environment per se. Yeah. But if you drive there and you're going to park in the car park, oh yes, I know. My this top, tip. T- yeah. my top tip is buy your parking ticket before you go. Yeah. And save five pounds. That is, I've done that for the last couple of years. It yeah. is worth it. Yeah. 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 Pre-book your parking. Yeah. And also you don't have to queue to pay then. No. Because you've just done it on your phone and it's... Yeah. So it's free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you haven't paid at all. Yeah. Just, but I think also, I think last year when I went up, I think I did it just the night before. It's not that you have to book it weeks in advance, is no, it? You can just do no. it within a few yeah. hours. I forgot and I did it on the day. Did you get, did, was it cheaper than on the day? No, it was more expensive. Oh, damn. Yeah, do it the night before at least. But yeah, yeah, you get so much and you get all the stands, you get the competition, you get all the workshops, all the you free get the, bits. You get the, um, oh my God, it's where they all do it together. <laughs> I want to do it together. There's like um, lots of stands, like a, a collaboration. <laughs> 
Oh, the, oh yes, the collaboration. The collaborations are usually really good as well. Oh actually. my god, they're phenomenal. That's what the um the haunted house thing was last year, wasn't it? It was a collaboration where people bought their own yeah. individual bits and they put it in yeah one exhibit. Um, yeah. it's just it's amazing. Over the years, I've really enjoyed the collaborations. Yes, because you it, it's um a, a lots of different levels of skill as well yeah. sometimes in the collaboration yeah and lots I of different nice. ideas coming in with the same yeah the same. I, I think the first couple of years I went I did nothing but shop mm. that's all I did and I wasn't interested in the competition area and I wasn't interested in all that much else but over the years the shopping has become it was the opposite way around for me from my first one right. I dragged up my very small seven-year-old and he was the photographer for the day and um and we were we were just blown away by the case and then after that I've gone back and it's been the shopping and it's been the shopping when was your first cake international I think it was 2007 right yeah I don't know how long ago mine was it seems like a long long time ago so that would have made Jack four-ish no, maybe it was. It was very little. And I think I first entered. It. I first entered when they used to do a London show at the XL, um, mm. and that was my first entry. And that was two. That was thirteen years ago, so t- two thousand. That's the first time I entered. Two thousand. I think so. Twenty ten. I did cupcakes. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. It's like if someone says, "Do you do that thing that someone goes twenty years ago and you're automatically in 1980?" Yeah, yeah, that's because we're old. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, that is my. That's both of our product of the week. Then get yourself a ticket. Yeah. And get, get to Birmingham and yeah, just soak up. And if you see us, lives. if you see us, alive. say hello. So we will be wandering around. Hopefully with microphones. We've got to get that organised. Um, hopefully with microphones, we will be interviewing people. We'll be interviewing. Um, people that are doing demonstrations, people on the stands, just people wandering past. So tap us on the shoulder and chat to us. Yeah, please do. We'll be there. (laughs) Okay. Um, Ta-ta for now. Yeah. See you at Cake International. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ha!